Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome everyone. I hope you're well. I'm your host, Ben Lively, and you're listening to Shake and Awake, episode number 65. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in with us today, wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. Uh, it means everything to me to uh, share the messages that God has laid on my heart to share. And as always, I promise you another great show, but more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord, not just another podcast episode. Okay, so a quick ask, if you find value in these episodes, would you kindly take 30 seconds after the show to uh, to submit a review or a rating on your app that you listen to? Um, would you do that for me if and only if you find value in, in these episodes? And this is for others that are considering what to listen to and what not to might catch their attention. So, you know, spread the word, pass on a link to your friends or family uh, or colleagues that the Lord prompts you to send to. There's so many people, as you know, that need to hear the messages of, of the Word of God and Scripture, and then God will see to it that it, that it gets to them. He'll do the rest. Uh, so without further delay, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now, and allow Him to speak directly to your heart and minds. Uh, I'm going to take this week to just take another and final quick break from our series on Jesus's uh, parables as I feel another tug from God, as I did in the last episode, just to speak on a few topics before uh, we resume the, uh, the, the parable series. So today's topic is on, is it God's armor or your armor that you have on right now? Like much of uh, what I speak on, which which comes always from the Bible, this subject is mute in in most churches. I didn't I didn't hear or know about the armor of God until I was truly uh, saved about three years ago. But up up until then, and even until today, I don't hear this preached or or uh, spoken of in in the buildings that we call churches today. You know, since we are the church. And, and, and not the building or the rooms or the halls that we fill in them. I, I find it imperative uh, in the world that we live in today to speak on this topic and to show you the words that are in the book of God and to help ask yourselves and, and help you determine which armor you have on, if any. Right? Is, is it God's armor? Is it your own armor? Or is there no armor at all on right now. You may be surprised as I was and am where we end up with this exercise, but by by you striving to be the good and faithful servant that he's called you and, and everyone to be, you must know and must have God's armor uh, on as commanded. It's the protection uh, broken down into parts to shield you uh, and yourself from the enemy and to attack the spiritual warfare that's happening all around you constantly, even in our sleep. And we're not only being hammered by the God of this world, the sons of that God, which is Satan, but we're now even being attacked by the goats and the wolves that have infiltrated the church, or, or, or I should say the buildings that call themselves the church today. You know, I see it, I feel it, I've been shaken awake to it, and I assume that some or most of you have as well. So, so what is this full armor of God, right? How, how do we put it on? How do we put on the armor of God? So the, the full armor of God that Christians are called to put on contains the belt of truth. 
the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and last but not least, the sword of the spirit. So the armor of God's an analogy uh, in, in God's word in the Bible that reminds true Christians about the reality of spiritual battles and describes the protection available to us. So the full armor of God that Christians are called to put on is comprised of the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. So what does the Bible say about the armor of God? Well, in Ephesians, we're going to break this down. In Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So for, for now listen to this part. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I'm going to pause there. Did you just hear that? Yeah, I remember to this day, the first time I read that in my Bible, I was instantly, instantly convicted. And it, it changed my entire life around to this day and forevermore. It's not the individuals that attack us, whether that be our own family members, our colleagues, friends, acquaintances, or uh, you know, even strangers. They know not what they do. Remember, Jesus said that very comment on the way to the cross. They know not what they do. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That's because it's not them doing it. It's the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Makes my hair stand on end. It's not so-and-so that you dislike. It's what and who's controlling their actions, their reactions, and speech. How's that for a spiritual eye opener? So I'm going to go, I'm going to continue where we left off in, in Ephesians 6. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, by the way, guys, that, that's every day these days. So when that day comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So I'm going to pause just for a moment and then break down each piece of that armor, what it means and how we can apply it. So how many of you are following that command in the Bible versus going in alone with your own version of armor against the dark forces and, and spiritual evil? Uh, I was raising my hand. And I, and, I, and I have to raise my hand every now and again. How many of us use our tongues as daggers or our fingers to type evil retorts in, in text and email or find ourselves in a fight or flight mentality and response mechanism? I'd wager to say all of us. I'm raising my hand right now, this very moment. I'm not too proud to speak the truth and I'm not too proud to say I need to be in constant prayer and a reminder of this armor and rely on the power of God that's given me 
and the guidance from the Holy Spirit, always. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Remember that? That is why we cannot rely on our own strength before God's. We have none. And that's where I was fallen victim. I thought the word of God that I knew was enough for me to take and fight the evil on my own. That was a start, but I need God. I'm nothing without him. No matter how much is upstairs, no matter how much gray matter is between my ears, I'm nothing without him. Okay, so let's start with the belt of truth. And that little piece in Ephesians 6.14 it says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So what does it mean? So some, some translations use a phrase like having girded your loins with truth. That comes out of the NASB version. So the loin, it's, it's an uncommon term in modern English. I don't know how many of you speak old, old English, but I don't, and I don't know too many people that do, but it refers to the lower back, uh, but it includes the crotch area. So in ancient days, men would wear these uh, long robes and, and it would get in the way of their work or their fighting. So they would wrap up this long uh, decorating material and this was considered girding up one's loins. Okay, so the, the, the Lord knew our loins needed to be wrapped in truth. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. Regardless of the culture or, or the time that we live in, the loins Lord has seen all the paths that we've taken and how they have hurt and derailed us and others. He knows we need the truth. Our identity is more than our sexuality. But this is one aspect of our lives that we often view as, as some kind of uh, definement, right? A definer. The, the first area of life in which the enemy frequently attempts to shake is our sense of identity. And the things pertaining to sex are easy pickings for him. We need freedom regarding sexuality. We need the truth about who we are. And only Jesus is the truth that sets us free. And, and David uh, Chadwick, he said this in his, uh, it's called Moments of Hope devotional. He said, the first piece of armor is the belt of truth. Truth by its very definition is exclusive. It means something is true and other things are lies. The evil one is the father of lies. Uh, he references John 8, 44. Every lie finds its origin in him. Every other piece of the full armor of God is attached to the belt of truth. If you don't begin with truth, you'll never defeat the enemy. And Jesus said God's word is true in John 17, 17. So how do we apply it? Well, we pursue the truth on a specific topic, but don't forget to grab hold of the whole of Scripture. Basically, don't just study the parts that come easy for reading. Press into the whole guidance, the entire guidance of God's Word. Another is pray with God's Word. Use the Word of truth as a model to guide your prayers. And last but not least, memorize the truth for quicker access when you need it. Cover your world, your bubble, where you're living, whatever, your, your, your essence with scripture. Put them on post-it notes, on your screensavers, anything that will help you remember God's word in a spiritual battle. Carry the Bible around with you. Pull it out. Blow the dust off. The next is the breastplate of righteousness. And it says in Ephesians 6.14, 
with the breastplate of righteousness in place. So what does it mean? Righteousness means being made right. Okay, so sometimes scripture refers to uh, righteousness that Christ gives us, his righteousness, right? So uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21 uh, speaks on that. So sometimes scripture refers to righteousness that God carries out through us, like, quote unquote, the righteous acts of the saints. It says that in Revelations 19.8. So in our our daily uh, spiritual battle, both varieties of, of righteousness protect the heart. So we need the complete righteousness of God and Christ, but also the continuing righteousness that comes as a response to God's gift. Okay, so the enemy tempts us and everyone that we know with all kinds of sinful, sinful predicaments, but righteousness protects our hearts. So God's instructions are often, um, I would say, viewed as as killjoys or burdens to most people. But obedience to God is a protection for your heart from being hurt and afflicted by sin. So then how do we apply it? Well, we got to soak in and obey instructions from the Lord. If there's an area of your life right, that feels like it's getting entangled in sin, just ask a brother or a sister in Christ or uh, maybe a spiritual leader or a mentor or your pastor to share some scriptural truths that may help you and your walk with the Lord and, and the Lord's plan more fully, okay? And, and Or you can ask a trusted person to pray for you uh, if you're struggling with obedience. All Christians struggle, but none of us were meant to struggle alone, we make easy targets for the enemy when we don't obey God. Wouldn't you agree? The next is the gospel of peace. It says in Ephesians six fifteen, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So what does that mean? Peace is a, uh, a characteristic of the Lord's very person and character. Uh, it explains it more in Galatians 5.22. So in Greek, peace means oneness or wholeness. The gospel, which means good news, is the forgiveness of sins and access to and the oneness with God through faith in Christ. This oneness with the Lord produces peace. Okay, so when Ephesians repeatedly reminds us to quote unquote stand and to stand firm. And one of the easiest ways for the enemy to succeed in shaking us loose from standing firm is to tempt us with worry. Well, you know, when we carry anxiety and, and, and anxiousness and worry with us, we're robbed of peace. But the gospel of peace keeps our feet secured and anchored and standing firm. So how do, how, do we, how do we apply it? Ask the Lord daily to remind you of his gospel to work on your behalf. Set your security and identity in his work and not yours. See, that was my problem. I thought because I knew what he said, I, I could go at it alone. Uh-uh. Surround yourself with scripture about the truth of your place with Christ into your heart and just remove the ideas and those uh, incoming thoughts from the enemy that steals your sense of security in Christ. The next is uh, the shield of faith. 
And, and that's in Ephesians 6, 16. It mentions, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. So what does that mean? You know, when Paul wrote this uh, uh, passage in scripture, Roman soldiers carried shields that were covered with uh, heavy animal hide. So before a battle, they, they dip their shield into the water so that when fiery darts hit them, that wet hide would, it would extinguish the darts. And that's pretty slick, isn't it? And we see some of that in Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, but that really, that's the way it went down. So in a similar way, a Christian's shield of faith, our shield of faith, needs to be regularly dipped in the living water of God's word to be replenished and fully working. Because as Romans 10, 17 states, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how then do we apply it? If your faith feels less confident and weaker than you wished it had or did, ask the Lord to increase your faith. More on that uh, in Mark 9, 24. Find some verses that feed your faith and fill your entire world and every fiber of your being with them. Set your faith in God's righteousness, not on a circumstance that's happening in your life. It's not about what's occurring now. Set your faith in God's righteousness. Next is the uh, helmet of salvation. Ephesians 6, 17, take the helmet of salvation. So here's what that means. Salvation comes the moment we place our trust in Jesus's death and resurrection as the payment in full for our sin. But salvation's also worked out through a lengthy process of sanctification. The helmet of salvation, just like the breastplate of righteousness, rests on the work of Christ to save us. But it also involves us, right, as we journey with the Lord and allow him to work that salvation into every part of our thoughts. You know, the battlefield of our mind, it's the primary place that spiritual battles fought, the Lord works his, his freeing truth into our perspectives while the enemy fights for strongholds to blind us. John 10, 10 speaks more on that. So here's how we can apply this. Surrender thoughts that don't line up with scripture. As Colossians 3, 2 states, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. That wasn't a suggestion. There was no but, and, if, or, or. There's no disclaimer. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. What does that mean? Exactly what it says. It's not a riddle. Remember the Lord's character and faithfulness in, in, in Scripture, as well as in your life experience. Okay? Wash and cleanse your mind with the renewing of God's Word. As Romans 12, 2 states, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. It's getting harder by the day, isn't it? Next is the sword of the Spirit, Ephesians 6, 17, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So here's what it means and how Jesus applied it. The explanation of this piece of armor is right there in this verse. It's the word of God, and it's the only piece of armor that is both defensive and offensive. 
Okay? So when we're tempted, the most effective weapon that God has given to all of us as believers is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And Jesus modeled this so beautifully during his temptation in the wilderness when the devil, if you can remember, tried tempting and, and, and temptation after temptation against him, Jesus used the sword of the Spirit. And you can see more on that in Luke 4, 1 to 13. So when the devil tempted him three times, Jesus responded with the truth of God's word every single time. I heard, and so now I use a powerful statement. I, I can't recall where, but uh, it was it was by God's grace it was given to me. It states, uh, before you use the word of God as a two-edged sword, first use it as a mirror. I, I just wanted to throw that in for, for some relevancy and, and balance. So as we conclude, I want to ask you a serious question, okay? And it has no implication whatsoever implied or expressed that simply means i'm not pointing fingers it's an it's a genuine sincere question it did however convict me and it does from time to time see we all need conviction and that conviction can only come from the holy spirit and then your free will to receive it and or respond well, that's up to you. Here's the question. Whose armor are you wearing right now? Yours, God's, or none at all? So before we end today's show, I just wanted to thank you all again for tuning in. I hope you were touched by today's message and scripture. Hey, if you'd like to reach out to me, please call me directly, 407-493-3208. You can also email me at ben at shaken-awake.com or check out the show at shaken-awake.com. So until next time, guys, take great care of yourselves and each other, and God bless you all. 